Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, I, I can't take it anymore. We're taking a break. We're reading Heidi Heckelbeck every other every other episode because I just can't take it anymore. I need a break from that series. All right, Heidi Heckelbeck takes the cake, book twenty eight. Oh yeah, so much better. I feel so much lighter. Oh my god. I do. I'm sorry. I, I can't take those sure. books anymore. I need a, I need a break. Okay. Chapter one, Busy Bee. Heidi Heckelbeck was the busiest girl on the planet. Dad called her Little Miss Busy Bee. On Monday, Heidi Heidi had swam practice with her team, the Little Mermaids. Oh, that's adorable. They worked on their butterfly strokes. On Tuesday, Heidi had a young remembrance. It was after an after-school club with her art teacher, Mrs. Mr. Doodlebee. The club had been working on a giant aquarium collage. Heidi made her pink neon jellyfish from paper plates, paint, and yarn. On Wednesday, Aunt Trudy took Heidi to to the Fine Arts Museum. They're going to see all... They got to see all kinds of original art, from painting to sculptures to videos. Heidi's math tutor came over on Thursday, and that's because Heidi needed help with word problems, especially the ones with fractions. And, of course, Friday night was movie night at the Hecklebecks. They watched Henry's favorite movie for the fifth time. Not that Heidi was counting. Oh, she looks like she doesn't want to watch it. She's like this, sitting on the couch, like, Okay, hold on. Let's see here. She's like, boo-hoo, this is boring. Another boy movie. I don't blame her, though. Saturday morning was all about the swim meet and the Little Mermaid's Mermaids crushed the aquatic maidens in freestyle and breathstroke. Then, on Saturday afternoon, Heidi accidentally booked two playdates for the same day. Uh Luckily, Bryce Beltran and Laurel Lambert didn't mind, and they all played together. And finally, on Sunday, Heidi helped her little brother create a costume for his history project. After that, she had to finish her own homework. Her whole family was impressed. How do you do it, little Miss Busy Bee? Her father asked her in a pretend interview to ask her about her schedule. Heidi pressed her hands against her chest. Well, as you know, I have a fabulous social life, darling, she said in a <laughs> said in a grand movie star voice. How do I do it, you ask? Heidi picked up her, her daily planner as it was... It had unicorns and rainbows all over it. She pretended to show this to a wide audience. This is how I do it, she said. Then she hugged her planner close to her chest. I would be nowhere without my trusty planner. This is the only way I can keep it all straight, darling. Dad nodded thoughtfully. And what if you've ever lost it, he said. Heidi placed her the back of her hand against her forehead. Oh, darling, it should be simply lost. I would be simply lost without it, she said. Even a famous person such as myself needs to know when to go study for math and when to go on to ta- onto the town. Dad laughed. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, he said. Little Miss Busy Bee keeps it all straight with a planner. And now it's time for a word from our sponsor. That was Dad's way of ending the show. That's just cute. Chapter 2. 
pint-sized Ben Franklin. <gasps> Where's my planner? Heidi shouted on Monday morning before school. I can't, on Monday morning before school, I can't find it anywhere. Dad turned from the stove and looked at Heidi. He held a spatula in his hand. He had been making pancakes for breakfast. Uh-oh, sounds like little Miss Busy Bee might be in a little bit of trouble, he said. Heidi stomped her foot. That is not funny, Dad. Mom, hu Mom hugged her coffee mug in both hands. Calm down, Heidi, she said. Just take a moment to retrace your steps. But Heidi blew three quick, short breaths to calm herself. It didn't help at all. But I've already retraced my steps, and I've looked everywhere, she complained. Then Heidi counted off the places that she'd look on her fingers. My planner is not in my bedroom. It is not in my bathroom. It is not in my backpack. It is not in the kitchen, and it is not even under the, the mail of the, in the front hall table. That's when Benjamin Franklin walked into the kitchen. It wasn't the real Benjamin Franklin. It was her little brother, Henry, dressed like Benjamin Franklin. He was holding a kite and a notebook. I think you're looking for this, he said. Heidi's eyes grew wide, and she shrieked so loud that Mom covered her ears. Heidi snatched that planner out of her, dad, her brother's hand. When she, Then she kissed the cover five times over. Oh my gosh, thank you, Heidi cried. You literally saved my life. Henry raised one of his fingers and used his best Benjamin Franklin voice. It looks like electricity isn't the only thing I discovered. Everyone laughed, and then Heidi inspected her planner inside and out. Everything was okay, except a few speckles of paint on the front cover, which, which from when she had helped Henry paint his kite, you. Phew, phew, phew. Heidi slipped her planner back into her backpack and sat down next to Henry for breakfast. You know what, she said? Henry raised his eyebrows. What? You actually look like the real Benjamin Franklin. Only pint size, Heidi said. Henry smiled and held up his kite. The kite had a, had a coat hanger for a string, so it would stay up in the air like it was flying. The end of the string had a key attached to it. Tell us a little bit about Ben Franklin, Dad suggested. Henry stood up and pointed at the wig. The wig was bald in the middle and had long hair on either side. Hi, my name is Benjamin Franklin. I am one of the founding fathers of this country, Henry began, and I am losing my hair. Heidi giggled. Henry, or Ben, continued. And did you know that my face is on a $100 bill? That's because I did a lot of really cool things, like when I was 11 years old, I invented swim fins. Oh my gosh, 11? That's impressive. I also invented, a bif invented bifocals, which were a type of eyeglasses. Henry put on a fake pair of eyeglasses and pointed at them. Another very cool thing I did was in, was proving that lightning is electricity when I flew this kite in a thunderstorm. Henry Henry held his kite up high. From this experiment, I also invented the lightning rod, which is still used at the top of houses and buildings today. Henry explained that a lightning rod attracts bolts of lightning and sends electricity to the ground instead of hurting buildings. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. It, I did lots of other cool things, too, Henry went on. Started, I started a magazine, and I helped write the Declaration of Independence. People say that I also have a, had a great sense of humor. Henry bowed. The whole family clapped. Bravo, Mom and Dad said. Henry held out his arm towards Heidi. I couldn't have become Ben Franklin without Heidi's help. Heidi smiled. No problem, she said. Anything for my little Benny. <laughs> Chapter 3. M.I.A. Missing in Action. Heidi hopped on the school bus and walked down the aisle. She scanned the seats for one of her best friend, Bruce Bickerson, but she didn't see him anywhere. Hmm, 
hmm, maybe he didn't ride the maybe he didn't ride the bus today, she thought. Then she saw Bruce she saw Bruce her neighbor who who slapped the empty seat beside her. Heidi sat down. So, guess what? Bryce began. Last night I made a I made dinner for my whole family all by myself. You want to know what I made? Bryce was a talker. He, Bryce was a talker. She didn't stop long enough for for Heidi to answer. I made pizza skewers, and it was so easy. All I had to do was thread pepperoni slices, mozzarella balls, and squares of pizza dough and cherry tomatoes on sticks, and then my mom grilled them. After that, the pizza tidbits on the mar- um, after that, we dipped the pizza tidbits in marinara sauce. It was so yummy. Oh, that's actually cool. Look, babe. That's actually a cool idea. We could do that. Heidi smiled as Bryce roared on. And you know what my mom said? She said that I could have my own cooking show. Isn't that so cool? Ooh, did I tell you about the salad that I'm going to make with our pizza, pizza skewers? Bryce gabbed for the entire ride. Poor Heidi nodded and bobbed like a bobblehead the whole way. She loved listening to her friends, but sometimes Bryce had a lot to say. When they arrived at school, Heidi hurried off the bus and she spotted Bruce getting out of her dad's car and waved like crazy. Bruce, oh my God, it's Bruce and Bryce. That's funny. Bryce, Bruce did not wave back, even though Heidi could tell he was looking right at her. That's weird, Heidi thought. Then somebody tugged on Heidi's backpack really hard. She whirled around and saw her best friend, Lucy Lancaster. Lucy folded her arms. Where were you? Heidi stepped back in surprise and Lucy sounded really angry. What do you mean? Where was I? Heidi asked. I just stepped off the bus. Where was I supposed to, was I supposed to meet you somewhere? Lucy tapped her foot. I mean yesterday, she said impatiently. Where were you yesterday? Lucy tried to Heidi tried to remember. Well, I was at home, and then I cleaned my room and did my chores and helped Henry with his costume for history. Lucy continued to tap her foot. Why do you seem so upset? Heidi asked. Then Lucy threw her hands up in frustration. Because yesterday was Bruce's birthday, and you were MIA. Heidi covered her mouth with her hand and blurted out, Merg! It was the only thing she could say. Oh my gosh, she forgot one of her best friend's birthday parties. Would you just be so bummed out? (gasps) Chapter four, best friend feelings. Heidi sat at her desk and opened her planner. She had nothing down for Bruce's birthday. The only note on Sunday was helping Henry with his history project. So Heidi flipped through the pages for next week. There in big bold letters, she had written Bruce's birthday. It was in her planner, but it was on the wrong day. Heidi sighed and looked over to Bruce who sat next to her, but he was ignoring her. Wow, Bruce wouldn't even look at me, Heidi thought. She could hardly blame him. Heidi would have been so mad if Bruce missed her party too. Then Miss Welly rang a chime and called out to the called out called the class to order. Please put your writing notebooks please pull out your writing notebooks, she directed. Today we're going to write sentences using exclamations. Does anyone know what that kind of sentence is called? Nobody answered, so the teacher spoke up. It's called an exclamation sentence. Then Miss Willie explained that exclamatory sentences, oh, exclamatory sentence, sorry. Exclamatory sentences expressed feelings like happiness, surprise, or anger. She wrote some examples on the board. Oh gosh, I have a feeling Bruce is going to write some exclamatory sentences about Heidi not going to his birthday. What do you think? The class giggled. 
Now it's your turn, Miss Wally said. I want you to write three exclamatory sentences. Uh-oh. I see Bruce's hands writing. I think he's triggered. Great, now he's triggered. Heidi tapped her pencil, erased around the desk, and tried to think of a sentence. She could hear Bruce scribbling something. Heidi peeked over to his notebook, and he had written, I cannot believe you forgot my birthday. Heidi drew in a sharp breath. <gasps> then Heidi wrote a sentence. I made a huge mistake. Bruce frowned and penciled a new response. You really hurt my feelings! Exclamation mark. Then Heidi shot it back. I didn't mean to! Exclamation mark. But that didn't matter because then Bruce wrote, You made me mad! And Heidi wrote, I'm so sorry! Exclamation mark. All these have exclamation marks, by the way, if you didn't know, because they're exclamatory sentences. Then Miss Willie asked the students to share their sentences out loud after a few students went. Miss Willie called on Bruce and he looks like, Uh, oh boy. Bruce, you've been quiet today. Would you share your exclamatory sentences no. with the class? She asked. Bruce reluctantly read all of his sentences, and the class giggled. Miss Welly hushed the, the laughter. Can anyone tell us what feeling Bruce is expressing? She asked. Natalie Newman, Lucy Lancaster, and Melody Maplethorpe raised their hands. Shock, Natalie said. Sadness, Lucy said. Oh, anger, Melanie added. Like anger at a bad friend, maybe. A bad friend who forgot Bruce's birthday. Miss Willie clapped her hands. Well done. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, I think she dropped the ball on that one. Luckily, the bell rang before the teacher could call on Heidi to read her sentences to the class. As, uh, as everyone packed up, Heidi, uh, yep, Heidi tapped Bruce on the shoulder. Look, she said, pointing to her... Her prayer. I made a mistake and wrote your birthday on the wrong day. Silly me, right? Bruce shoved his notebook back into his backpack. It's not silly to me, he said. I have a birthday once a year, and it was a one special. And it was this one was special. My parents rented a whole arcade. Heidi looked at her feet. I know. How come they didn't say Heidi? Where are you? Yeah. I would have called. I would have been like, Brooklyn. Yahoo. Right. Bruce clipped his backpack, and the then my, is my yep, her BFF here in Spastable is little Brooklyn, mm -hmm. the Brooklyn the ballerina. Oh my God, BB ballerina Brooklyn, and my best friend doesn't even show up. He went on. Now you're making making up an excuse about why you missed my party. I mean, do you even understand best friend feelings? Heidi's planner dropped to the dropped to her desk with a thud. I'm really sorry, she said. What can I do so you'll forgive me? Nothing, Bruce said as he ran out of the classroom. <laughs> unless you can turn back time. <gasps> Good thing Heidi heckled a witch. Okay, chapter five. Rock around the clock. Hmm, Heidi thought. Maybe there is a way to turn back time. She raced to her room the moment she got home. Oh my gosh, that's true. That's the theme of this book. She pulled her book of spells out and looked up time travel spells. One caught her eye. It was called Rock, Rock Around the Clock. Rock Around the Clock. Have you ever wished that you could fix a mistake in the past? Perhaps you missed your best friend's birthday. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. <laughs> Perhaps you broke something that belonged to somebody else. Or maybe you missed an important event like your best friend's birthday. Oh, come on. Why do these spells always change for... I think they just change for whatever she's no, going through. like, that's something it would actually say. Because, like, say you missed a special event like your best friend's birthday. 
I mean, they're all pretty particular to the exact situation that she's going through, though. Even though you really wanted to be there, if you want to go back in time and make things right, then this is the spell for you. Ingredients. One watch. One birthday candle. Date of mistake. And a toy car. Get it? Because you're going to drive back in time. Mix the ingredients together in a bowl, then hold your Witches of Westwick medallion in one hand and hold your hand over the other and with the uh, your other hand over the mix. Chant the following spell. Turn back the clock. Make it fast. I need to fix a mistake in the past. Oh, that'd be so cool if you could really do stuff like that, huh? This spell should do the trick, Heidi whispered, and she got right to work. First, she wrote down the day that she made a mistake. Then she snagged a red car from Henry's messy room. In the kitchen, she scored a birthday candle and a watch left and a watch left in what her parents called the everything drawer. We call that the junk drawer, huh? Yeah. I wonder what our listeners call the, the everything drawer. Do you guys call it a junk drawer too? It's just a junk drawer. It was almost like a magic drawer where her family kept the most random things. Yeah, a junk drawer, huh? Once she had the ingredients, Heidi zipped out of the kitchen, but before she got very far, Mom cleared her throat loudly. What do you think you are doing? Mom asked. Heidi froze. "Uh Uh-oh, she thought. I know those ingredients, Mom went on. Toy car, birthday candle, watch. Are you trying to turn back time? Heidi slowly turned around. I am so busted. Since it's... You know what? I would totally let you turn back time if you missed your best friend's birthday. Thought they rented out an entire arcade. Since she was always... Since she was always better to... Since it was always better to fess up, Heidi told her mom how she missed Bruce's birthday party and made a mistake. I'm sorry, honey, mom said. And now you want to turn back time to fix it? Heidi nodded, hopefully. Well... The answer is no, Mom said firmly. Oh, come on. Her mom is such a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Heidi frowned. But why? Time, time spells are very risky, Mom explained. Even the best witches of wizard, and wizards avoid them. Heidi dropped the ingredients on the kitchen table. So what am I going to do now? Mom picked up the toy car and rolled it back to Heidi. You're going to think of another way to make things up to Bruce. Yeah, like, sneak the spell. Come on, I'm just saying, like, I'm not telling a kid to do that, but, like, if I was a kid, I would be like, all right, you're right, right. Psych! No, I'd be like, okay, you're right. You're right, let me go think about this. Yeah, I don't know, Mom. I'm not changing my mind. I'm sorry, I would still do it, and I would let you do it. Wait, 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 wait. Don't, if you hesitate, then you're lost. Yep. Guess what? Don't hesitate. Get her done. Chapter 6. Ben Franklin's big idea. Oh, I wonder if her brother's going to be like, just do it. I'll help you. Oh, yeah. This is when siblings really start to come together. When you sneak, when you sneak spells. Heidi sat on the edge of her bed and folded her arms. Oh, Merg, she growled. If I can't use magic to fix things with Bruce, then what can I do? Yeah, that's true. Suddenly, Heidi's door swung, swung open. It was Henry, still in costume. Ben Franklin, at your service, he declared. Heidi shot her brother a stink eye. The stink eye. Oh, go fly a kite, she said. Henry frowned and fake laughed. Ha ha, you're so funny, but seriously, I heard you talking with mom. Heidi heard her brother. Heidi held her breath not to scream. Her little brother was a first-class spy. Then she exhaled. So what? Henry held up one of his fingers and cleared his throat. He always did that when he had something important to say. 
The Honorable Ben Franklin once said, Do good to your friends to keep them. Heidi rolled her eyes. What is that supposed to mean? Henry leaned in on her bed. It means you may have made a mistake for Bruce's party, but what if you threw him a second birthday party? Heidi's mouth fell open. She was ready to yell, Get out! But her brother maybe was on to something. Oh, wow, that's a great, big, excellent idea, Ben Franklin, said Heidi. Then she hopped off of the bed and hugged the pint-sized bald guy. I better get started planning now, she cried. First, she got permission from her parents, and then she got permission from Bruce's parents. Then she called Lucy with the news. This was the best when my best friend, this was the best when my best friend back birthday party ever, Heidi declared. Chapter 7, Top Secret. First, Honestly, I would have been back in time, too. That just, yeah. First, Lucy came over to Heidi's house right away. Then Heidi and Lucy designed a birthday in- invitations and a family on the family computer. They chose a border of balloons and confetti. After they found the perfect art, they filled, the par- they filled in the party details. Shush, don't say a word. We're having a surprise party for Bruce Bickerson this Saturday at 11 a.m. Games, bouncy house, lunch, and cake at Heidi Heckelbeck's party house. Heidi had her parents check the invitations to make sure there were no mistakes. Heidi was done. Heidi was done making mistakes. Then the girls printed the invitations and sealed them in bright blue envelopes. When they were done, Heidi slipped the invitations into the front of her backpack so she wouldn't forget to take them to school. There was an invitation for everyone in their class. The party was going to be so much fun, Heidi said. We're going to have juice from my dad's company. And Aunt Trudy's making the yummy pepperoni pepperoni pizza bagels that bruce loves you know what i think's gonna happen bruce is gonna be even more mad because he's the only kid that didn't get an invitation Um. yeah and i'm gonna bake him a special cake in the shape of a robot lucy clapped her hands he is going to love it heidi i can't think of a better way to say you're sorry Heidi took a deep breath and said, I just want things to be back to normal. Me too, Lucy agreed, because it's no fun when friends fight. The next day at school, Heidi and Lucy handed the invitations to the entire class. They had been a, they had been super sneaky. Oh my gosh, I think, are these printed? No, okay, I mean, um, they had been super sneaky so that Bruce wouldn't find out. That wasn't too hard because Bruce was still avoiding Heidi. I'll come to the party, said Natalie. Me too, added Bryce. Heidi looked over the shoulder. Keep keep it down, you guys, she whispered. Remember, the party is top secret. If Bruce finds out, we're going to spoil the fun. The girls promised to keep it quiet. Then Melanie tapped Heidi on the shoulder. You can count me in, Melanie said. And Stanley too. Well, because she's like so bossy and the boss of him. Heidi fake smiled. Oh, yay, because I was so worried you wouldn't be able to make it. What was Heidi actually worried about? Was Melanie saying or doing something to ruin the party? That would be the worst. I promise not to let Bruce know, Melanie said, as she printed it to zip her mouth closed. But Heidi was pretty sure that she pretend that the pretend zipper didn't work. By the end of the day, Heidi and Lucy had heard from everybody. Whoa, I think the whole class is coming, Lucy said. Heidi frowned, but how can we get Bruce to come over? Lucy had a gleam in her eye. Leave that to me. You focus on the cake. Then Heidi and Lucy grabbed each other by the arms and quietly jumped up and down. Their plan was working. Chapter 8. Robo cake. It was actually technically her brother's. Yeah, technically it was her, it was her brother's idea. You're right. Benjamin Franklin. Huh. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Chapter 8, Robo Cake. On Friday night, Heidi and her family crowded in the kitchen to help make a robot cake. First, Heidi shook the box of devil's food cake into, the, into a mixing bowl. Then she added a box of chocolate pudding, sour cream, and vegetable oil. Henry poured the water and the eggs, which Mom had already cracked. Heidi stirred in the ingredients. Wow, this is just like making a spell, she said, stopping to add vanilla. Mom laughed. Uh, only cooking is much safer. That's technically not cooking, it's baking. Just, just to say, but that's okay. Dad plugged in an electrical hand mixer and gave it to Heidi. This will blend the better, fat better. Blend the batter better. Heidi switched on the mixer. Batter splattered everywhere. Oopsies, she exclaimed. Then Henry licked up the chocolate specks off the counter. Next, Henry scooped the batter into rectangular cake pans, which Mom put in the oven and set a timer. The, with the cake in the oven, Heidi mixed the frosting. Heidi mixed the frosting. The kitchen smelled amazing. When the cakes had baked and cooled down, Dad had cut them them into the parts of the head, the body, and the base. And then Heidi put the frosting on. Time to decorate, Henry cried, and emptied the bags of chocolate candies in the bowl. Heidi frowned and put two two chocolate sandwich cookies, twisted them around apart, and placed... Wait. Oh, Oreos, I get it. Find two chocolate sandwich cookies and twisted them apart and placed each halves with the ice cream on the robot's head. But come on, they couldn't say Oreos? I don't think they can. I don't think, like, legally you can actually say things like that. Crazy, huh? Mm. I know Oreos could, Oreo can sue them. Um, these are the robot eyes. Henry stuck a tiny candy in, each of, in the center of each eye. And here are its pupils. Finally, Heidi put a lollipop and planted it planted the stick in the side of the robot's head and this is the robot's antenna and they used white candies to give the robot a smiley face after that they decorated the robot with candles heidi stood back and admired their creation it kind of looked sloppy hopefully no one would notice hopefully no one would notice she thought but henry noticed right away bleep bleep i am very very i'm a very ugly robot he said in a robot voice wow. heidi sighed oh you're right she said my robot is mal- is a malfunction mess let's throw it away mom put her arm around heidi oh my little chef remember it's the thought that counts bruce is going to love this chapter nine mad sad glad heidi peeked out the window down the, at the day of the party then she announced to the crowd bruce is going to be here any minute find a hiding place and i'll keep a lookout lucy had invited bruce on a bike ride to lure him over to heidi's house everyone looked for places to hide except for melanie she was arranging the gifts on the table so she placed her gift on top heidi knelt down and stared through the front window soon the guests were got tired of waiting and they came out of their hiding place of course that's when heidi squealed i see them she cried everyone back to your hiding spots the guests scrambled back to the posi- back to their position as Heidi whispered a play-by-play. Okay, they stopped in front of the house. Now Lucy's trying to get Bruce to come inside. Now they're talking and talking, blah, blah, blah. And now, no, no, Bruce is shaking his head. I don't think he wants to come inside. Now he's getting back on his bike. And Lucy grabbed him by the arm, but, Luce, but Bruce pulled away. Oh, no, Bruce is leaving. Heidi jumped off of the couch and ran out to the front door, and she raced down to the path to cut Bruce off on the sidewalk. Wait, she cried breathlessly. She leaned onto Bruce's handlebars. Bruce's handlebars. 
Bruce wiggled the bars to get free. Please don't go, Heidi begged. You and Lucy are my best friends in the world, and I'm so sorry for missing your birthday party. It was the worst mistake in my life, and now I know you're mad at me, but will you please forgive me? Bruce looked up at Heidi. I'm not mad at you. Heidi blinked. You're not? Brooke shook his head. To be honest, I was mad at first. Then I was sad, he said. I thought you missed my party on purpose, and I was afraid if I talked to you, you might stop being my friend altogether. Heidi smacked her palm against her head. Are you kidding me, she cried. I could never stop being your friend. We are friends for life. Heidi stretched over Bruce's face, and Heidi gave him a huge hug. Now I'm glad, said Bruce, but could you not hug so hard? Heidi eased up. If only you promised to come inside. Okay, okay, Bruce chuckled. Anything for a best friend. Chapter 10. Party time. Surprise! The guest shouted as Bruce walked in the door. Bruce's jaw dropped into his and his eyes opened. He turned around and looked at Heidi. Is this for me? Heidi beamed. For you, she said. Happy birthday round two. <sighs> Bruce shook his head. Wow, he said, this is the best surprise ever. Heidi smiled wide and climbed on the top of the footstool. Okay, everybody, come with me. All of the guests followed Heidi into the backyard where there was a bouncy house, balloons, juice boxes, and more. It was a party wonderland. (laughs) You got me a bouncy house, Bruce cried. Heidi nodded. Bruce ran straight over and kicked off his shoes and crawled inside, and his classmates followed. They jumped and squealed and double-bounced one another then they played past the parcel and past the parcel oh i guess it's like walking with an egg on a spoon and music statues musical statues dad also organized oh organized an egg spoon race time for lunch i guess i don't know what past the parcel is yeah bruce sat at a large table between heidi and lucy mom passed the pizza bagels and the while dad served the corn corn dogs oh oh my gosh the corn dogs and fruit salad everyone talked and laughed and munched while Heidi noticed something Uh uh-oh where's Melanie she asked Melanie was nowhere to be found and that probably meant she was up to no good there she is Bruce cried with with the cake Melanie was carrying Heidi's cake robot singing happy birthday the guests joined in when the song was done she placed the cake in front of Bruce okay Oh, I thought she was going to drop it. Well, Same. thank you, Melanie, he- said Heidi's mom. I'll go get the knife and more plates for the cake. When Heidi's parents were went back to the kitchen, Melanie cleared her throat and to get everyone's attention. Nice cake, Heidi. Did a two-year-old make it? <clears throat> she asked in a snooty voice because it sure looks like it was made by a baby. Heidi felt her face heat up. Oh, no, I just knew Melanie would ruin the party. She waited for the other kids to laugh at her cake, but they didn't. Instead, Bruce stood up. I think it's an awesome cake, he said. And even though it's a little bit wonky and maybe a tiny bit droopy and possibly a smidge melty, it's the cake that my best friend made me and that makes it awesome. Aw, that's nice, Bruce. Then all of the guests clapped and whistled and even smelling. Well, Lucy said, what are we waiting for? Let's try it. Heidi's parents cut a piece of the cake for everyone. Bruce got to be the first got the first piece and took a great big bite of his slice. Yeah. Wow, he exclaimed, this cake tastes better than the one I had at my first party. Heidi's like, yeah, that's because it was a box recipe. (laughs) Heidi laughed, then she picked up her party horn and blew it. 
the coiled back paper unrolled and squawked. Then all of the guests began to blow their party horns. Toot, 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 squawk, squawk. Then Bruce put his arm around Heidi. You want to know what? I'm sure glad to have my bestie back. Heidi. Mm-hmm. Heidi hung her arm at the top of Bruce's. Me too, she said. Then they clinked their forks up, clinked their forks, and they each took another bite of the yummiest, ugliest cake ever. Ugliest cake. <laughs> oh, yeah, You know, that was a good break. I think we need that after every series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Ugh, my goodness.